Race matters. 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 I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal people whose land we broadcast from every single week here on Race Matters and pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We're immensely privileged to be speaking to you from Redfern, a place of strength, resistance, knowledge sharing and refuge for so many and the birthplace of black theatre in this country. Stories have been shared here for over 65,000 years before us and will continue to be shared long after us too. This is, was and always will be Aboriginal land. You're tuned in to Race Matters. Happy New Year. My name is Tanya Ali. I'm the executive producer of the show, and I'm stoked to be introducing this week's conversation, another one from The Vault, from back in 2018 when Race Matters was a little segment on Up For It with Ruby Miles. This week, you're going to hear Darren Lasagas talk to Avani Diaz, the host of Triple J's current affairs program, Hack. If you're a person of colour, chances are you've had the experience of someone mistaking you for another person of colour, generally someone who looks nothing like you. Well, there's actually some science behind it. It's called the other race effect, and Avani did a story on it a few years back. You're going to be hearing more about that soon, but we'll start with a bit of an introduction from Darren. So joining, sitting next to me right now is Avani Dias. Uh, she's a former FBI radio presenter. Uh, if you've been listening to FBI for a while, she was uh, part of the first iteration of Spin the Bottle on Saturday nights. Uh, she's now a news reporter at the ABC and Triple J Hack, uh, first generation immigrant living in Sydney with Sri Lankan ethnic background. And uh, welcome, Avani. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, uh, Avani's worked and is working on an array of stories as a reporter at the ABC, including coverage on the recently cleared terrorism charges against a New South Wales student, which is a huge story. Uh, also coming out stories of uh, young bisexual Australian men and many, many more. And a couple of months ago, Avani wrote a great story on something called The Other Race Effect. Yeah. Um, what have your experiences of the other race effect been, Abony? Well, it's pretty interesting. It's this idea that people of the same race get mixed up for each other. And ah. it's weirdly and annoyingly happened to me way too many times over my lifetime. Has it happened to you, Darren? Absolutely. Yeah. And so I, a few notable examples, um, you know... In a previous job, there was one other girl who was subcontinental. We looked totally different, mm. in my opinion, which is always the kind of crux of this mm -hmm. issue. And um, sometimes I'd be sort of out on a job and they'd call her instead of me, being like, hey, what's going on with your story? And she's like, that's Avani's thing, not mine. Aww. And yeah, one of the, probably the worst one, I think, was I won an award back when I was working up in the Territory. <gasps> and there was one other female journalist who was also South Asian descent. And pretty much the rest of the industry was white at that time. Um, and this is a few years back now. And people were congratulating her instead of me in oh, some God. cases. Oh, no. I know. And she was like, I didn't win any award, but thank you. I don't know. You know. How do you like... <laughs> Do you call it out at the time? Well, this is the whole thing. It's like you feel bad for calling it out. And definitely at that stage when I, you know, she didn't win the award and so on, I, I'd say something and people would be like, oh, I'm 
I feel so bad for doing that. And it's, I guess. And so you should. Yeah, you should. <laughs> but it's that, I don't know, Darren, if you've experienced this before, but it's that ongoing burden of being like, I'm going to call this out, but then you feel kind of bad for making them feel bad. Town's mm. like no uh, shame. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, like I'm trying to work to a point where I feel no shame for claiming my own identity. Mm, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so am I. It's happened so. Like I grew up being confused for other kids, or willingly, or willingly or not, being lumped into the same mm. kind of group of people just because we look the same. Yeah. Why now should I still feel bad about calling people out? And totally. if anything, they probably you know would rather that we do that. I guess it's that ongoing burden of what you should do in those situations, and I think I've come to realize over time that. It is important to do that, especially as a person who, you know, is in a position to be able to call out Mm. this behaviour because some people go through things a lot worse than just getting mixed up for someone and they don't have the opportunity to call it out. So it is good Mm. to educate people in the situation. Yeah, there are instances where we get confused for another person which at worst are an inconvenience mm. and are and result in awkward situations. But that there are other instances where the ramifications are much more serious. Exactly. Um, and in your story you touch on that a bit. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, well it's interesting. So I so this kind of just happened to me so often that I was like, I think I'm gonna look into a story for this because I feel, you know, sometimes things that happen to you happen to other people and they can relate to it pretty easily. And that was the case with this. And it turns out that this is a total psychological phenomenon. It's called the other race effect. Psychologists have been studying it for decades and essentially it's where um, if you hang out with people of the same race, you struggle to identify between people of another uh, another race. So if I were to hang out with all Sri Lankan people, all subcontinental people all the time, I would struggle to identify between different white people but the thing is that we live in a country where the majority of people are white we work in workplaces where the majority of people are white and there are often only one or two brown people or asian people or whatever that we get mixed up so often and that's the issue the worst case where this can happen i found through this story is where people are wrongfully convicted of a crime Mm -hmm. and that happens in such a large majority of cases of wrongful convictions where people witnesses identify the wrong person because they're so used to hanging out with white people and it's often with African-American people in a, in America but people of colour here in Australia more broadly um, and, yeah, the, the, you know, the consequences of people spending decades in jail. Yeah, and when you compound that one misidentification with the fact that uh, racial inequality is tied with class inequality, mm. their inability to access the legal system, exactly. their inability to even speak the language, it's like... They are at, they're at a loss already. Exactly. Yeah. And the interesting thing, this psychologist I spoke to, she was like, you know, there's a, there are two easy ways to fix this. The first is hang out with more people of different races. And it kind of, I was thinking back about the people who have done this. I was like, yeah, you've probably only hung out with white people, yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm probably one of the few people of colour you know, which mm. is kind of sad. But, you know, it's easy to kind of increase your social circle. But her other advice was just be aware that it could possibly happen to you and make Make sure that it doesn't happen, which, you know, everyone can do. Now I want to talk about uh, a another phenomenon, I guess. Yeah. It's like a social media phenomenon, which uh, was birthed on Facebook a little while ago, a, a little while ago, called Subtle Asian Traits. Yeah. Have uh, you guys heard of this group? Yeah. I have. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so it started off as like subtle private school traits, which sounds like ridiculous. Mm. And then it turned into Subtle Asian Traits, which is its own group. And then there's also Subtle Curry Traits, which I'm a part of. And... <laughs> Um, 
I'll go on to the use of the word curry in that context because, you know, I think it's fine when, like, I say it, but, Ruby, if you were to call me a curry, I would not like that. (laughs) Ruby's like, oh, no. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, basically it's these groups of just... Um, you know, they started about a month ago and now they've got hundreds of thousands of members within the, the span of a few weeks, which is pretty incredible because it shows that it's filled this gap. Um, and essentially, you know, it seems pretty basic. They're memes, um, you know, in the subtle curry group traits, subtle curry traits group, sorry. Um, they're memes often about your parents if you're like um, the child of, of immigrant parents um, from South Asian backgrounds and you figure out that often your parents and often your experiences in Australia are very similar to a lot of other first-generation immigrants. Um, there are some pretty hilarious ones, like one of them, I don't know if you guys will even find this funny, but my parents are always like, on the light. It's sort of like, turn on, the, does your mom do that? Well, we like... Wait, what did you say? On oh, the light? On the light. Oh, Instead we... of like, turn on the light, oh, please. You know. For me, what? it was open the light. Open the, open light. the light. Open the light. <laughs> open it. I'm like, even at the time, I was like, Mom, that's wrong. But now it's like, everyone's yeah. parents. It's like an ESL thing. It is. It's all, a lot of it is ESL stuff, which is like kind of hilarious. But then some of it's quite serious. Like mm. one of them is, is like when you see a white boy looking at you and you can't tell if he likes you or if he hates brown people. And it's like, oh, cool. Totally. Yeah. 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 So some of them are really hilarious. Some of them are pretty serious, but more than anything, they're just so relatable and give you this sense of community with people who you realise go through the same sort of things. So, yeah, I highly recommend joining the groups if you aren't a part of them yet <laughs> and you are from those ethnic yeah. backgrounds. <laughs> um, yeah, the first generation migrant narrative is one we've lived and uh, aren't likely to escape. Mm. Um, we grew up not belonging in the particular way that most white kids were able to. When did you become conscious of your difference? Yeah, well, it's interesting because you kind of, you don't belong to the sort of white Australian thing, but you also don't belong to the full-on um, ethnic background thing either. Yeah, that's a subtle Asian trait too, like being too Asian for your white friends, but yeah. too white for your Asian parents. Totally, yeah. and you're like stuck in the middle. And like growing up, I went to a pretty multicultural school in like southwest Sydney, um, but there weren't really any other Sri Lankan people. There were people from other backgrounds, but definitely not as many Sri Lankan people. And I kind of wish groups like this existed when I was growing up because Mm. it would have made me feel, A, like I was going through similar sort of things. And some of these are just tiny little things, but they definitely make you feel different day to day. I think one of the the times that I felt pretty different, I remember it's like really early on. I was probably like six. And growing up, I grew up with a Sri Lankan accent because the only people you hang out with at that stage are your parents and your parents' friends and so on, and they have an accent. And then you go to school and you start developing an Australian accent and you're like, okay, how do I talk? And I I remember being at school, I'd speak in an Australian accent. At home, I'd be Sri Lankan accent. And then one day my school friends came home and my parents were there and my school friends and I was like, what accent do I speak Whoa. in? Oh, my God, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Like, You know, so you, you kind of... And then eventually you grow out of it and, you know, find your own kind of persona which fits in between there. But I just remember feeling so lost. And I was wow. only like five or six. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you know, I, I kind of wish, especially through high school, having something like this, which seems so minor but gives you this sense of, 
I'm not alone in these experiences. Mm. It, yeah. Avani Diaz there in conversation with Darren Lasagas. What a chat. You can listen back anytime at fbiradio.com forward slash race matters or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That does bring us to the end of Race Matters for another week. We will catch you next week for another interview from The Vault. Race matters. 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 Race matters.